Welcome back to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. Today I'm your host for the ad space, um, and actually for the, this podcast, but this is Austin, and I'm sitting down with Rob. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? So we're going to jump right into these sponsors for you guys, and today, first up, we're talking about Casey Highlights. I'm going to switch it up. We Ooh. always do Triarch tri first, but I had to switch I, it I up. I wasn't ready for that. You weren't. I know. I can see it in your eyes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so Casey Highlights, all the guys over there. Um, great dudes and I say this every time and you guys are probably gonna get tired of me saying it but we only work with companies that not only are influential in our space and make great things but they're good people uh, which is really really important to the community aspect here at Fieldcraft Survival and these dudes are top-notch man they're awesome people and um, the product the byproduct of being a great person is you yeah, make yeah. good stuff oh know? for sure I mean good people good products um, obviously we love running Casey lights on our on our vehicles um, we actually filmed this podcast um, back at King of the Hammers yep. um, and so getting real world use with Casey highlights out in the desert. Uh, we've talked about it a few times before, but uh, it just makes a huge difference having good lights when you're out there without any of the, the natural light or yeah, the, was, the artificial light and stuff. Yeah, and it was, it was pretty impressive how well they worked. And I, I want to say I was impressed, but I kind of expected it, you know, uh, for sure. Everybody knows that they're, they're the best in the, in the industry. You know, they've been doing this for a long time. So, um, luckily, they've partnered with us and have given you guys a code to go use on their website, which is Fieldcraft. Fieldcraft. The one code word. Is Fieldcraft, one word, and it'll save you 10% on CaseyHighlights.com. You know you're getting uh, some bright lights when you got people flashing you in the desert when you're driving at night. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. <laughs> uh, all right, so next up. Well, now I don't know who's I, up next. Well, Dang. I spoiled it. All right. All right. Triarch system. So. Uh, our friends over at Triarch, again, great people, Chris Reeves and the rest of his crew. Um, they're actually nice enough to come out and set up a booth at our grand opening event. Um, so oh, they yeah. had a bunch of toys out. Everybody got to come out and, and fondle their goodness that they had in, in, at their booth. And they make some of the best weapon systems that I've ever I've ever used. Um, and I know the rest of the guys, a lot of the instructors with Fieldcraft all have a Triarch gun. And I mean, they're, they work flawlessly. Oh yeah. Nothing but good things to say. I, I was able to spend a, a few minutes talking with Chris, uh, when he came out and, uh, just good guys. Yeah. Um, you know, they love, they love what they do they, and they do it well. Yeah. Chris was a 82nd airborne guy. And I mean, so he's got, uh, you know, years and years of experience using weapon systems. And I can tell you from being a military guy, they're always really crummy, uh, weapon <laughs> systems that you, that you use because they've been used by like 50 dudes before you, but uh, he fixed all the things and made all the things right with the weapon systems that they build over there. So head over to triarchsystems.com, use code FIELDCRAFT, and it will save you 5% on your next gun build over there. And then lastly, for our um, sponsors for this one is also Goose Gear, which is this podcast is with Brian Fulton, the owner, um, yep. CEO of Goose Gear, and Brian, again, another great dude. Um, super great host, Brian. Um, if you're listening to this, man, we really appreciated you taking us in when we came by and got that installed in Mike's car. Um, it was an awesome experience. Yeah. Got to spend the day out uh, and and having them install Goose Gear into uh, Mike's Land Cruiser, watching the process, hanging out with them, 
chatting, you know, just, just good people. Um, and I'm always surprised when you go into a, a, a place, you kind of have the expectations, yeah. um, and roll in and, and they come out and greet us, yeah. you know, Hey, let's, you know, what do we need? Let's, yeah, let's get everything yeah, facilitated the whole thing for us. And they're down at Huntington beach, which is not a bad spot to be. <laughs> um, so that was nice to go down in there and, uh, and just smell that, uh, ocean fresh air. But, um, again, man, like they just make like really the, the highest level premium gear uh, for overland expeditions and things that, you know, seat deletes and they, they've got a few other things that they do. Yeah, I mean, pretty much they've got um, the, the storage drawers for the back, which are obviously just the slide out drawers where you can store stuff, but then also have the, the space on top for more storage right. or for sleeping or for whatever you're doing. Then they also have the camp kitchen, which will fit fridges and stoves, um, slick setup, slide out uh, fridge with another slide out for the stove right. so that you're compacting it all when it's in the vehicle, but you can pull it out and actually have the space to use it. And then the seat deletes, like you said, where basically you're taking out a seat and putting in storage. Right. Um, super, which, super well done. You know, they only use the best products. They actually have a proprietary blend for the coating that they're putting on the wood that's being used. It's lightweight. Um, the system that got put in Mike's, Mike's rig wasn't even more than a couple hundred pounds, right? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I think, it was, it was, I think it was, he said it was around 200 pounds, uh -huh. which for vehicle stuff, that's nothing. I mean, yeah. you know, when you're talking about putting steel bumpers and all kinds of accessories on a vehicle, uh, 200 pounds is nothing compared to the rest of overland equipment that you're going to put on there. Yeah, and basically that lining you're talking about, um, it, it's almost like a bed lining for a truck, mm -hmm. um, but they, they did the proprietary blend to make it work for the drawers, to right. give them the durability, the the ruggedness that they need. Yep. Um, but still it moves smoothly. But yeah, moving smoothly. Yeah, I, mean, that, I was really, really impressed uh, with, one, their facility, and two, just the real quality that's put in and it's all very well thought through so um but yeah so i sat down while we were in huntington and, and podcasted brian fulton and just a great dude man he's got a really interesting background that he'll talk about and how that kind of tied into uh, the start of goose gear and, and really how they found that market uh it's a pretty cool story so here you guys go brian fulton with goose gear welcome back everybody to the fieldcraft survival podcast today i am your host Austin Lester, and with me is Brian Fulton, the owner and CEO of Goose Gear. Brian, welcome, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Glad yeah. to be here. Yeah, so down in Huntington Beach, uh, we just got up from Utah, so it was, um, well, I guess we got in last night, but it was like freezing, literally 32 degrees when we left, and here it is like 65 in Huntington Beach. So, Beautiful, uh, sunny weather, uh, man, like always. Like, you can smell the salt in the air, yep. super nice, so... Uh, living that La Vida Loca life down here. But, um, so yeah, we came down, you and, uh, Mike had connected and you guys talked and reached out and, uh, we kind of wanted to set up some kind of a partnership and, and get together where we could rock some of your guys' stuff in one of our land cruisers. And, uh, because I mean, when you think, and anybody that's in the overlanding space knows Goose Gear, you know, they know that, that name and, and it carries a lot of weight in the space. And so uh, it was kind of a no brainer for us and for Mike to say, uh, yeah, let's link up with these guys and get down there, get something installed and start working together. So we came down with Mike's 100 series uh, to get, uh, and I guess it's a, a newer system that you guys have kind of set up. Yeah, that's uh, correct. Yeah. So it's uh, basically it's a, what we call a ultimate chef camp package. And so it's basically a camp kitchen, a you know, single drawer in our base plate system. And uh, we've had it for other vehicles, the 80 series, the 200 series, but we hadn't had a chance to put it in the 100 series. And so 
you know, obviously we've been following Fieldcraft for quite a while and big fans of your guys' work. And when I saw that uh, Mike had picked up a hundred series, I was like, yeah, that's, that's somebody I want to work with <laughs> for sure. That's yeah, like yeah. right in our industry, you know, same, same kind of mindset. And I think it would be a great fit. So I was really stoked that you guys jumped on board with yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. And so speaking of industry, we, I, I really think, uh, cause we were talking about kind of how you guys got started and how you, uh, even started this whole thing. So uh, I really want to dive into that. I think people will find that super interesting, that whole story. So um, how was it that you got started with Goose Gear? Yeah. So uh, as a general rule, I mean, I'm your typical business owner, right? I don't really get panicky. I kind of just, you know, if, if something's going wrong, I don't really have panic attacks or worry about stuff. But uh, it was probably right around 2014 that I uh, woke up in the middle of the night and it, like a, just a total panic attack. And all I could think was my daughter's 10 years old. I've been working like 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And uh, we hadn't done anything epic. We hadn't been anywhere. Right. We hadn't traveled really. I mean, she had traveled a little bit to see cousins and stuff like that, but never like travel to go see the world. And it really freaked me out. And I felt like I was having a panic attack and I've wow. never had a panic attack. And it just really freaked me out. I'm like, you know, in, in the next three to four years, she's going to be 13, 14 years old on her phone, talking to her friends like, Hey dad, see you later. I'm out with my friends. And she's like my world. Right. So, uh, it freaked me out pretty heavily and got up the next day. And, uh, oddly enough, before that happened, I had been looking for something to do. Like I had had this thing where I wanted to get out and go explore and, right. So I had, you know, started following Andrew St. Pierre White, who's from Australia and South Africa, and he does some great videos on overlanding. He's been doing it forever. And then found X Overland, Clay Croft and the guys that team at Expedition Overland. Right. And I was watching their videos when they first started. And um, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. So after I had that crazy panic attack, I was like, that's it, I'm done. So I sold my truck, bought a Forerunner, and uh, we came in the shop one day. I'd done a bunch of research on Expedition Portal and American Adventurers to find out, you know, what were people doing in the back of them for storage and stuff like that. Right. I had no camping experience other than when I was a kid going with my dad or family, you know, yeah. a little bit, but never like overlanding. And uh, so I said, all right, well, let's, uh, you know, we own a cabinet shop, countertop shop. My wife is third generation countertop manufacturer. So, you know, we have a ton of experience. We have all the equipment and all that stuff. So. Right. Did a bunch of research and took my daughter into the shop one day on a Saturday morning and drew everything up, rendered it in 3D on CAD, sent it to the CNC machine, cut it, built it, and we were at lunch and the drawers were already done. And, wow. you know, we built this beautiful pre-finished maple drawer box system and and uh, I figured, hey, you know, I'll, I'll throw this up on, on the forum on American Adventures and just see if there's an, you know, maybe yes. there's maybe some interest. Yeah, some bite, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll get some work out of it, you know, maybe something to supplement the business. And... Uh, so posted it up and uh, Dave later on, the owner of American Adventures, right. sent me a direct message. He's like, hey, I want to build something for my Tacoma and wow. uh, Tacoma with a flip pack. And would you be interested? And I said, well, yeah, I'd love to. And replied back to him and then immediately went to Google and searched what a flip pack was because I had no clue what a flip pack <laughs> even was, which was kind of ridiculous. But I was like, yeah, sure, sure, I'll do it. And, uh, you know, I got to look like I know what I'm doing. And uh, so went over, saw his truck and I was like, holy cow, this is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was just a Tacoma with a flip pack and he had already built his own interior. And then, right. you know, he started, he had been in the industry for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he's friends with the owners of Overland Journal, Exhibition Portal, all these right. people that have been around forever. He's right. in that original group, so to speak. And uh, he said, you know, there's a market. It's a niche market or a niche market. You know, it's really yeah. small, but there's a market there, but it could get bigger. And so we did some research and I said, well, let's, let's give it a shot. And if it turns into something, it turns into something. And so wow. that was pretty much how we got our start. Yeah. That's amazing. Especially like coming from something like cabinetry, you know, like, <clears throat> and that kind of craftsmanship. And, and when we were talking, you know, 
your niche even within that was kind of like a higher end, very custom, uh, very specific type of cabinetry and, and work that you did for a lot of people. So I'm obviously that tied in well with what you're doing now, but what were the rigs kind of looking like whenever you were first getting into the space? What was kind of the build out? Well, I mean, for the most part, most rigs, you know, if it was a, a camper type system, like a flip pack, you know, it was home built stuff because no one was really making a system for that. You know, I think there were, there were a few small cabinet type shops that were custom building stuff, you know, enthusiasts in the market, right. they would build one or two systems, but there was not like a company doing it. Right. You know, so, and then as far as the other part of it, you know, the drawer system, stuff like that, you know, they, there was ARB, of course, there's a bunch of people on, you know, front runner, the mm -hmm. big players had already been in there. They've been doing it forever. And there's a lot of little smaller guys. Right. And but nobody so, big industry going out of their way to do anything like that. Yeah. No, there wasn't really like, uh, when we did the research out of country, yes. In Europe, you know, Australia, South right. Africa, there's companies that specialize in interiors and they do it for a living and that's all they do. But there wasn't really anyone doing it in the States. And so that was Dave's input on it. And we did the research. We're like, yeah, there's really not yeah. a, a company focused on that. Right. And I, I think at the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, you know, if you look at Australia and South uh, South Africa and stuff like that, those countries were doing that as a way of life, right? Like they did that. Uh, that was just the way they lived. Versus here in America, there was a lot more just hobbyists, people that found interest, built out a few rigs, and then decided to hit some trails. And it, it really hadn't taken off the way that it has now. Uh, and people have kind of found that way of life now to where it's um, it's not uncommon to be driving down the road and see a built out Jeep or a Tacoma or uh, or a Land Cruiser, you know? And so um, it's really interesting that that's kind of where that started. And so did you take any influence from from uh, Australia, South Africa, any of those builds? Did you look into any of that when you got started? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I researched all of that stuff. Um, you know, we, our interior on our first Tacoma flip pack, you know, a lot of that system was based off of like a James Baroud had done something very oh, wow. similar with a lot of composite materials. You know, they do a lot of carbon fiber and we just don't have the access to that kind of product here in the States as easily as they do. You know, a lot of regulations, obviously, for handling those kind of chemical processes right. and stuff so makes it very cost prohibitive. Um, but yeah, we looked at, I looked at everybody. I mean, yeah. everybody, because you never know who's got, you know, who's got what. And, you know, even a local guy, Trekbox, you know, not too far right. from here makes a good system mm -hmm. and makes it out of wood and, and has a really good coating on it, but just a different type of philosophy on right. his system than ours. And I didn't want to copy anybody right. per se right mm -hmm. i wanted to be innovative okay. and that's super critical for us is to make the best quality product that's going to last yeah and I, I feel like that's part of the space the, the overlanding space of, and we were talking about this earlier as well is like it's a lot of like-minded individuals and everybody kind of has that mindset of being innovative and and guys were coming up with a a lot of awesome solutions when they didn't have anything or a system like that and guys are still doing it right like you and we were talking about it as well is you know, you go to something like King of Hammers, like, which is one of the reasons we are in town, which is just in Johnson Valley, a few hours from here. But, um, you go there and, and everybody want, is curious about what everybody else is running and how they've built it. And, but you go to each rig and there's something cool about each one. It's unique. Nobody's got uh, the same thing. So I feel like that innovative mindset is a commonality amongst people in this space. Um, so moving on from that, after you kind of started designing uh, your own stuff, what did that look like for you? Was it just drawer systems? Where you what, like how big did you take it? Did it, was it like huge right off the bat, or did you kind of start small and build up? Oh no, we were tiny. Yeah, yeah not even not even a blip on the map compared to some of these guys. <laughs> um, and it took years, honestly. Uh, you know, this last year was the first year that uh, 
I was able to actually take a regular paycheck. You know what I mean? Wow. We've just been building, building, building and reinvesting into the company and buying better equipment, better machines. And uh, we still have a long way to go. We're still a tiny company. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this big presence in the Overland community and people think we're huge. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and Natalie, who's my, you know, just joined us from Black Series Camper. She's our net marketing person. And she came in less than two months ago and she walked in. She's like, wow, this is it. Like, it's that small. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're yeah. a tiny little company with a big presence. And yeah. she goes, yeah, you do. You know, she was pretty impressed, which was cool. And she's awesome, by the way. Yeah. But um, it's... Yeah, we're still tiny. We're just yeah. a pin drop compared to a lot of the other players in the market, but we're we're going to continue to grind away and right. continue to get more and be more innovative and create new products constantly. All right, guys, I just wanted to take just a second and talk to you about an app that we're going to start using, and it's called Stereo. It's a live podcasting app um, that you can download on the App Store or the Google Play Store, and it allows us to just engage with you, and you can even participate in uh, live Q&A sessions, as well as a few other interactive features that are on there that we'll be able to tap into. It's a really cool concept. We're excited to be able to engage with you guys even more. And this coming Monday, which is Monday, the 22nd of March at 10 a.m., Kevin Estella will be sitting down with Kita Bussy, and she is the owner of 180 Firearms Training, as well as the author of Smart Move, The Economy of Motion for the Shooting Sports. And they're going to be doing a podcast. It'll probably be anywhere between 40 minutes and an hour. Uh, but tune in live, and we're also going to download that. So, again, that's the Stereo app. And all that information will be in the show notes below. Right. And it's it. while we were walking around, you were giving us a tour of the shop. And we were talking about the similarities between our companies. And, yep. um, you know, Mike's done a really good job at being super innovative. He's been um, looking at this space. I mean, he's been a part of it his entire life and yeah. um, the survival preparedness realm is huge right and overlanding is a large portion of that because you know it kind of expanding your capability and and we've always said that your vehicle platform is kind of an extension of your of your rucksack so whatever I have on my person I want to have a bigger better version of my car and then an even bigger better version of that in my home uh, for homesteading and so um, but it's amazing like the similarities and how you were talking about being small and then things started to grow. And especially now um, with the way that the world has kind of turned, I think a lot of people are seeing uh, the benefit to having a vehicle that's very capable and that it kind of extends your capability. So um, talk to me about that. Like what was your mindset when you were thinking about the products that you wanted to make? Was that your goal is like, Hey, I want to improve the, uh, somebody's experience or was it about the survival preparedness aspect or what was kind of your mindset going into that? So, I mean, when we first started, it's, I mean, the joke in my group with when we go camping with is that I'm the laziest camper everyone knows, <laughs> right? I literally don't want to do anything. I, I mean, I work so hard every day in the business and doing mm -hmm. stuff that when I go camping, I don't want to do anything. I want to open a drawer and everything I need is in that drawer. Yep. And everything has a home. Mm -hmm. It's just like you guys being prepared, right? Yep. So it's, it's, it is definitely an extension of that in a different mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm preparing for the camp site. So mm -hmm. I want to have it to where like your system is one of my favorite designs, right? That's mm -hmm. that layout is my favorite, a camp mm -hmm. kitchen and a single drawer. It's right. not too much. You're not overburdening the truck with a ton of weight. You're not creating so much space that you're going to fill it because as human nature, we always fill what we have. So if I give you 10 drawers, you're going to fill every drawer and right. then your truck's yep. going to be way overweight, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just human nature. So. It is. A single drawer, put all of your camp stuff in there, put your, you know, all your cooking supplies. You don't put your tools in that drawer. You put your cooking supplies, the right. stuff you use every single time at camp. Yep. 
you want that stuff to be instantly accessible all the time. So people that go camping with the small group of people that camp with on a regular basis, when they go camping with us and most of the people in that group have goose gear, they see how simplified our processes are and how everyone pulls in and camp is set up in a couple of minutes. And if it's time to leave in the morning, it's not like you have to give everybody an hour notice. You say, hey, we're leaving in 10 minutes and there's not a person in our group that's going, oh my God, I got to pack all this stuff. No, everybody's ready in five minutes. Yeah. And we do a lot of wheeling and mm-hmm. sometimes some pretty technical stuff because we, you know, most of our time we're enjoying that kind of stuff. So really it was really a preparedness similar to you guys mm-hmm. as far as having everything you need super accessible. Right. And not too much. Yeah. And in a simple version because, uh, you know, and we, we say this a lot for all of our equipment, but um, two is one, one is none. And a lot of people will take that to the to the nth degree, right? And they'll say, well, I need to pack everything that I have in this one spot in my truck. And But there is a lot to be said about the simplicity in the system. And I, I noticed that before you guys even brought it up as, you know, a, a drawer and a few areas to, to store things. And I have a fridge and a stove capability. But I'm looking at packing and having all the essentials that I need that can fill that space effectively. And it's secure. Uh, and, and that's a huge consideration. And we talk about that a lot in bugging out. Um, yeah. if you, if you're, you're trying to be prepared to have something, people will pack a go bag, right? They have a bag with all their equipment ready to go, but having that extension again in your vehicle where you can have it secured in your vehicle, it's locked down, uh, and it's done in a, with the products that are done right, you know? And, uh, when we were walking around your shop, the quality and the way that you're doing stuff, uh, you don't, you guys don't cut corners, you know, and it's, it's all made right here in the shop and it's awesome. Yeah, so I, I do want to talk about that a little bit about the the product and and kind of how you how you developed what you wanted to use to build the products that you're building now. Yeah, so we use you know an aluminum extrusion frame on everything, and most of the stuff we buy is all going to be the higher quality um, on everything. So there's a reason our stuff is expensive. Right. You know, first of all, we're in a in a niche market, right? So it's a small market, and when you have small volume, you have big prices. Because you, you can't buy a hundred million of something from China and throw it out there. You know, there's right. some drawer systems that are made in China and they order 10,000 at a time. And that's mm-hmm. why they're five, 600 bucks. And yeah. I can't compete with that because mm-hmm. my materials cost more than that. Right. Um, but we make a system that's a little more tailored to our market and has a lot more options, a lot more functionality. The materials we use, even on the core of the plywood, you know, we don't mm-hmm. use just some imported plywood. We use a marine grade plywood in between the laminated panels. And wow. it's the little details that, we, mm-hmm. that people don't really know about that, mm-hmm. you know, some people really geek out on, right? Especially in our <laughs> community, people Absolutely. like to geek out on the technicalities of it. But we also, there's some stuff that we do that I don't really like to broadcast because it's like stuff that we've learned over years right. of building something and failing it. It fails and then build yeah. something and then fails. Yeah. And, We've gone through a lot of those things and there's a reason we use the drawer guides we use and we won't use anything else because anything else is going to fail. You know, the best example I have of that is I had a gentleman before me, Brett, who was working with me for a while and he also worked with American Adventurist and, Mm -hmm. you know, he had been here for probably close to a year and he, uh, he got a phone call about a drawer guide that broke and it's like a $200 drawer guide. He says, Hey, uh, this guy wants a new drawer guide. I said, well, go ahead and send him one. He goes, that's 200 bucks. (laughs) I said, Yeah. So have him send a photo to prove that he bought it, right? right? Because we didn't have, back in the early days, we didn't have good records, so we didn't know who bought what. Right. And so he sends a photo. I was like, yeah, send him a new drawer guide. He goes, dude, that's $200. Like, you want to make sure that he did, he's not just faking it or, you know, getting a free drawer guide? I said, look, how many of these have you done since you've been here? Yeah. And he goes, 
yeah, this is the first one. I said, how long have you been here? He's like, about a year. I was like, so we've had one warranty item in a year. Yeah. And we have hundreds of drawers out there. <laughs> Send yeah. him a drawer guide. He goes, I get it. Okay, it's yeah. on its way. Yep. You know, because yep. we just use the best quality products and everything. All of our metal brackets are custom made for us. They're all made in the States. We're all, we use good quality USA steel, not Chinese steel yeah. or imported steel, like a lower grade. We It's right. everything, even the nuts and bolts we have custom built for us. Right. Like you would, it's... It's almost ridiculous how much work we spend <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> on, on, on maintaining, you know, getting the best product, but we don't have things coming loose. Things mm-hmm. aren't going to rattle. I mean, you're going to use it for, you know, a lifetime. It's, yeah, a lifetime. It's an heirloom product. You can pass it down. And because all of our stuff's modular, you know, that camp kitchen that you guys, that we just put in your hundred series, mm-hmm. that'll fit in almost every single plate for almost every single vehicle that we make. Wow. That same piece will yep. bolt into all those vehicles. So if you say have a hundred right now and you buy a 200 series in a couple of years, cause you want to get a newer vehicle, you can take that camp kitchen out, unbolt it, throw it in your 200 series and go camping. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And the reliability is a huge thing. And specifically, I talk about that a lot in the survival realm of everybody wants to get the newest, shiniest toy that's out there. And just because uh, one person is running it or using it, that makes it the best for everyone in the industry, right? Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not always the case, right? Correct, so, 100%. And you need to find a tool that's going to work for you, that's going to be reliable, uh, repeatable, and that you don't have to question uh, its durability and its usefulness whenever you're actually in need of using that tool. And I think the overlanding space and uh, guys that are involved understand that maybe more than just the guys that are into camping, hiking, uh, survival preparedness aspect, you know, and because they understand that you have to spend the time on a vehicle, you have to spend the time in the maintenance, you have to spend the time to research the part and actually, uh, and a lot of guys do all the work themselves. You know, there's few people out there that are involved that are, will, will just go to a shop, get all their truck worked on and then hit the trail because a lot of these dudes are doing repairs on their own, on the trail. And they understand the importance behind having reliable equipment. And so this is no different than, uh, in my opinion, than another mechanical piece that I would put in my truck. I'm not going to spend all this time, energy, money, and effort into building out a truck into something that I want to either enjoy myself in on a trail or that I'm going to rely on for some type of um, bug out platform. Or even if I just want to use my vehicle as a platform to get me to somewhere where I want to hike and fish and hunt or whatever, I'm not going to waste all this time, energy, and effort in something that's not worth my while. So having something, a system like this that is built uh, correctly from the ground up, from the get-go, is absolutely worth every penny. And I I think that everyone that listens to this podcast understands and can really relate to you saying that because Mm -hmm. uh, we all, and we we try to breed that mindset with Fieldcraft that, you know, we don't want to sell you just some cheap knockoff of something and, and give you the best price on everything. It's it's about giving you the best item, the best quality piece of gear. And I, uh, and so we really uh, like respect that, you know, from our side. And um, it's a huge portion of survival preparedness and the overlanding space. Uh, and so with that being said, uh, let's talk a little bit more specifically about what we did with the 100 series. So um, I know we started with the base plate and that's kind of the piece that's going to be very custom to each vehicle, right? So um, you, you may have to get, depending on if you got a truck or an SUV, you're gonna have to get something that's specific to that vehicle, but then everything after that's pretty modular from what I understand. So talk to me a little bit more specifically about uh, the rig that we kind of set up today. Gotcha, yeah. So you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. So it's 
most of the drawer systems are fairly modular uh, and we did that on purpose, right? We want to make it so they fit multiple vehicles. It's also good for us manufacturing wise because fewer products, fewer custom products, that helps right. us as well. But the reality is you want to be able to take it and put it in multiple vehicles. So if you, people change vehicles a lot in, in this industry, it seems like, you know, every couple of years people are upgrading to a new vehicle. And so it's just convenient to have that. But it definitely starts with the base plate. You know, the plate system is what we is our foundation for all of our products. And that's basically the panel that goes in, basically bolts to the vehicle. We use factory bolts in about 99% of all vehicles. We're using a factory bolt location. So you're not having to drill holes with only very few few exceptions on some of the older vehicles where they didn't have anchor points, you mm -hmm. know, like an older Jeep TJ or a, an older JK uh, Jeep. Those things didn't have really good anchor points, so we have to drill right. on those. But for the most part, it's a complete bolt-in product. It's designed to fit the back of the vehicle so it looks good. It looks like a factory piece. Mm -hmm. And then once that is in, all of the plates have anchors built into them. And so all of our modules bolt from the top to that. Uh, so as an example for your system, you know, we could go down there in a matter of about five to 10 minutes tops, we could have all of those modules out of your car right. with just a 716 socket. Wow. And that really is something that's super beneficial. If you, if you get into a place where, Hey, you know what? I need to go pick something up at home Depot. You can, in 10 minutes, you can pull that stuff out and put it back in in another 10 minutes. But the modularity of it is super critical, right? So that way you can, you can buy something and, and use it over and over again. Right. Cause it's, it's an expensive product. It is. I mean, it's no joke, it's, right? Yeah. We're, we're not, we're the, we're the most expensive on the market, but mm -hmm. in our opinion, we make the best product on the market, Absolutely. right? And not to, be boastful at all. It's just, that's the goal. Our, mm -hmm. our end goal is anything we make. And that's how the design team was like, if it's not the best, why are we wasting our time? Right. Um, you know, that, that being said, we'll come out with some other stuff that may be a little bit, you know, more attainable to the mass market someday. Mm -hmm. But right now we just want to continue yeah. building the best product. Absolutely. And it's worth it because now if, you know, if I want to build out my Tacoma, but then if I buy, you know, I, I used to own a, an 89 K five blazer and that mm -hmm. was, I don't know. I just love that square body book. You know, it's just kind of my thing. They're right? cool rigs. And, yeah, they're, yeah they have a unique look for they sure. Do, they're cool. Right? Yeah. And so uh, I had one and then so that one's gone, but I'd like to acquire another one, right? And so one day I will um, knock on wood. But, uh, right. you know, now if I want to build out my Tacoma or build out, uh, you know, this 100 series and build out another Land Cruiser at work, you know, I can buy essentially uh, a base plate for my blazer and then move that system around i don't have to necessarily worry about you know buying one uh, or a complete build out for each vehicle if i need that to be modular and, and move it around i have that freedom within certain series of vehicles certain models of vehicles oh absolutely and we we have a customer not too long ago that we bought that has he's in texas and he has an fj cruiser mm -hmm. and he also has some other vehicle i think i don't remember what it was but might have been a Land Cruiser, but we said we basically sold him a kit for his FJ Cruiser that had the camp kitchen in a drawer, mm -hmm. and then he takes he bought another base plate for another vehicle. And so depending on the season, like if right. he's going to go more technical rock crawling type trails, he'll take the FJ because it's smaller, mm -hmm. more compact. And if he's taking you know a longer trip where he wants to sleep in the car, he'll take the the Land Cruiser. And he takes that camper camp kitchen, pulls it out, throws it in the other vehicle, and goes. Yeah. So you know instead of buying two complete systems for two very specific vehicles then he was able to buy right. one system and a base plate and move that stuff back and forth. And he can move all that around. You know, I, I just filmed the process and we'll be putting out the video on that pro the install. But I, I mean, you could uninstall and reinstall that into another vehicle in probably 15 or 20 minutes, maybe yeah. not even. 
especially once you're familiar with how everything works and, and the way the system works. But it's it's designed to plug and play. And when you guys ship even ship these out, you know, these are shipped out. You don't come get it installed. You we you guys ship the material to the people and then they put it together in their own car and they and they have it done, never seeing it before and doing it themselves in twenty, thirty minutes. Yeah. So and that just speaks to the simplicity uh, of the system. So yeah, thanks. And and that you know, concept of moving things from vehicle to vehicle is um, really big in your preparedness level as well, because I can have a loadout for different seasons. In Utah, it's big, right? You know, in the summer, we'll have, you know, 80, 90 uh, degree weather where it's nice and warm and, and my capabilities a lot more uh, to drive out on trails. But in the winter, you know, we've been down, you know, in the single digits for the last couple of weeks and uh, it's been really cold. So having a different setup for different seasons or if I'm a cross country guy and I'm going to be making a long trip, all that stuff's going to tie into what equipment that I want to have in there and having a system that's modular like that gives me the freedom to make those decisions. So, and so one other thing that we had had been talking about is kind of the, um, within the overlanding space of somebody that's new to that space. And, you know, you made a, a, some really good statements when we were talking about that. And I want to, I want to bring that up as well. And, um, a lot of people would ask, well, is this something that I need right off the bat? Do I need to go get a hundred series land cruiser to get involved in low and in, in land and overlanding? And, and what would your advice be to somebody that's trying to get into this space? You know, I, I obviously we're in business to make money, so I'll take any sale we get right to, right. to you know, within reason, we're not going to build crazy, stupid stuff. But the reality is that people really just need to get out and do it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're coming to us and you've never done this before and your first purchase is an ultimate chef package for three or four thousand mm-hmm. dollars, probably not making a good decision. Yeah. Right. You need to go out and camp mm-hmm. and go explore and learn. You're better off putting some money in suspension. You know, mm-hmm. if you're in the rocks like we are, we have a lot of rocks around here. So armor is kind of an important thing. Right. But in other parts of the country, armor is not as important. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not the way to go. You know, not everyone needs a bunch of big steel bumpers hanging off their car, but a really nice suspension will get you a long ways. Yeah. Right. And it'll get you there comfortably. You know, that's that's a good place to start. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice to have all of the, the features and benefits of our system and have that real super refined simplicity when you go camping, mm-hmm. save a lot of time. But really, you know, go out and play. You know, I I had a time when we were out camping and I've used this story before where we're camping, we're at the top of this mountain and we just took fire roads. So it was nothing technical. We didn't have to four wheel drive, but we go to the top of this mountain and I'm up there in my Tacoma, which was like a $75,000 Tacoma at the Mm -hmm. time, which was pretty ridiculous. And then we had (laughs) added, by the time we were done with the whole thing, we were like $125,000 into this, you know, it was our demo vehicle set, literally every bell and whistle it could have. But we're camping up there and a guy pulls up with his girlfriend in a Crown Vic. Right. It's like, okay, so I got like a six figure Tacoma, you know, practically over here. And this guy pulls up in a truck that, you know, a car that was like a rounding error on my truck. And he's in the same place as us. And it's like, okay, who's the idiot now? Right. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you're just like, okay, well, let's see what's happening. But, you know, the guy's not going to want to go out for two weeks in that Crown Vic probably. Right. But we can go out for two weeks in the Tacoma and be yeah. comfortable. So, you know, start out small, go camping, go out and explore, go with some friends. You mm-hmm. know, this is the best community in the world, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. just the people here, you know, you always find those people tend to gravitate towards their click, right? right? You know, if you're in sports, you hang out with other sports people. If you're mm-hmm. into art, you hang out with other art people. Mm-hmm. And the Overland community is just so overwhelmingly welcoming. Yeah. And absolutely. just so friendly. And, you know, going, we're going back to something you mentioned earlier about seeing what other people do in their rigs. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a little, you know, little 
giveaway, I guess you should say, or a little gimme <laughs> for everybody is, uh, you know, if you like, if you're going to go to Overland Expo, like you guys, I mentioned, right. you guys are yep. going to be going to Overland Expo. You know, I recommend if you're going to go there, get there the day before the show. Cause you can check in on Thursday. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Friday morning, walk the show and walk it quick and make your list. Cause it's so big. Right. Oh, I mean, you need all three days to really go and see mm-hmm. the whole show. So spend Saturday, Friday, make your list of all the places you want to go Saturday, walk those places and then leave Friday afternoon and Saturday afternoon, leave the show at like four o'clock a little bit early and then go walk the parking lot. Yeah. Because there's thousands, thousands of built rigs of every kind of level, every kind of, you'll see some of the most creative stuff you've ever seen in the parking lot, right? The show is great, but the parking lot is just as good, if not better, right? (laughs) So that's, that's, you know, that's my recommendation to everybody. If you've never been, go to the show, walk it, because Expo is a great show. It's one of my favorite shows. But walk the parking lot. Yeah. Because and you'll see, you'll walk up to somebody who's cooking and you're like, Hey, how's it going? And they're like, Hey, what's up? Oh, what'd you do here? Oh, and they'll be so happy to show you. Right. Because they're <laughs> so happy to show you what they've built and they're so proud yeah. of what they've done. And there's custom work out there that's just that people have built. There's so much creativity. It's incredible to see what some people will do. Yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. think I think the overlanding community and is another one of those communities, very very similar to ours because it all ties together. It's all kind of one big package. To Absolutely. Open. Yeah. Um, but it seems like we find all the misfits too, right? Like all the guys that, <laughs> you know, it's like when we were, um, Rob and I were walking around, uh, uh, King of hammers last night. And whenever you kind of come over the, we're like, are, are we on the right road? You know, I don't really know. I can see the big dust cloud out there. It's gotta be somewhere. Yeah. You come over the hill and I was like, my God, it does exist. <laughs> it's, it's redneck heaven. <laughs> it's a little so bit true. It is. And yeah. you get down there and you see some of the craziest rigs you've ever seen. So like you said, the most creative ideas and the wackiest people. And it's oh, yeah. awesome. And, and nobody, and there's a little ego there with just the, the, the competitive aspect. But of outside course. of the competition, it's like the most welcoming group of people. And, yeah. you know, everybody, every other campsite's got a, you know, a fire pit and they're, you know, they're like, Hey man, you want a beer? Like, come, you know, like come talk about my truck or whatever, you know? And it's, it's a really inviting atmosphere. And then you tie in the, the competitive uh, nature of, of the hill climbs and all the, in the big race and everything. I mean, it's just an awesome community and uh, to be able to be involved in and, and the people. And, and I've noticed too, that those are the people that are most likely that, uh, so in my space, like the, the videography photography space, mm-hmm. it's almost like very, like everybody wants to hide their, the way they do things and they're very secretive and, Oh, this is how I edit something or this is my post process or my process. But in overlanding, you walk up to somebody that's working on a truck. Hey, what are you doing there, man? And he'll give you like the three hour in depth explanation, <laughs> whether you how, want it or not. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to get it. So just yep. walk around with your notepad, you uh-huh. know what I mean? So, um, there's a lot to be said about that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I, I, and I think that, um, people, and I, hopefully with our video, they'll see the, the simplicity in the system and how it all works. And we'll be able to tie that in and see the value in the, the preparedness realm and how something like that can help them. Um, so is there, you guys got anything exciting coming up that you're, you're really excited to, uh, to be bringing out coming up soon? Uh, you know, it's funny. Yeah, we do have a few things in our yeah. up our sleeve, of course. Yeah, yeah. So we've uh, we're working on uh, something that'll kind of change our camp kitchen system a little bit awesome. uh, in the future. It's still a little ways out, but mm-hmm. that's something that's that'll be coming out at some point. But uh, it's a little ways off. Uh, we are coming out with like a standalone fridge slide 
really soon that no one knows about yet, um, except for you guys now and everyone that <laughs> listens to you, which is yeah. probably like two or three, maybe couple yeah. hundred, hundreds of yeah. thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, so we got new fridge slides coming out, the, and the fridge slides will be you know similar to a lot of stuff that's out on the market, a little bit better, you know, not better, I say a different design flair to it, so it has some kind of design to it. Um, and then it'll be modular. So it'll actually attach to all of our plate systems. So oh, it'll wow. be, again, a direct bolt-in item. So you're not going to be drilling holes and looking for stuff. Right. It's just going to be a direct bolt-in item. Um, and then we have a couple other things up our sleeve that we're going to come out with this year that will hopefully awesome. open up the market for some people to, to get some good quality product without having to dive all the way into the yeah. extreme of the super premium. Awesome. Well, yeah. that'd be great, man. Yeah. That'd be good for people. And uh, I think, like I said, I think everyone will see the value. Um, so I, I, you're coming out to King of Hammers this week, right? Yeah, I'm going to head out Friday. Um, you know, I just want to take a look. Uh, you know, there's definitely have been a lot more people that I know heading out there in mm -hmm. our industry. And so it's it's definitely worth a, a look-see to see if it's worth totally. us to go to the show and exhibit next year type of thing. Totally. Um, and plus, anything that goes fast makes me happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of that out there, man. Oh, yeah. I, you feel like you're on the set of Mad Max movie going yeah. out there because you'll be on the, the one little drive going down there and there's trails on either side out of you and then you'll have a trophy truck blow past you on the right and then a dirt bike and a quad blow past you on the left and it's, it's an awesome scene down there but it's insane uh, well we appreciate you sitting down with us man and and uh hit us up when you come down to uh king of hammers yeah more than welcome at the booth man we'll have we'll have a cold one waiting for you but awesome uh, brian we really appreciate you coming out uh we're really looking forward to the future and what we're going to be able to do together i've uh, got some awesome content ideas going forward so uh, we really appreciate it, man. Hey, no, I'm super stoked. Like I said, you know, I've been long fans of Fieldcraft and super stoked to be working with you guys. And uh, it's, I mean, it's a perfect fit. You yeah, know? I agree. I yeah. agree, man. And everybody's going to see that value coming soon. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, until next time, stay alert, stay alive. Jesus. All right, guys, that wraps up the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, really enjoyed sitting down with Brian Fulton. He's a hell of a guy and runs a hell of a show over there at Goose Gear. So thank you guys for tuning in. And I just wanted to remind you one more time about the Stereo app where we're going to be broadcasting a live podcast on there. You can find us at Fieldcraft. You can download it at the App Store or the Google Play Store. Um, we're going to be able to interact with you. We're going to be doing some Q&A sessions in the future. So make sure you guys download the app find us at Fieldcraft, and uh, we'll see you there.